This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship, and I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today is Kevin Lowry, who is the um, chairman of the board for St. Gabriel Radio and also um, is um, C- C- CFO. CFO of Rev Local. So um, maybe, you know, Kevin, you've, um, um, and I'm very grateful you've kind of laid out the story of how the Lord has worked in your life. And there are a couple themes I wanted to kind of touch upon from from the story of yours, and one of them, which I was really amazed at. Um, so you know, you you mentioned that um, if it wasn't for Catholicism, how could we navigate life? And it really does. Um, at least it it stands out to me this this theme of Catholicism. So you know, when we define Catholic, a lot of people say, "Well, it's universal," you know. But the Greek is more like totality, um, in the sense of the whole world totality, but also in the sense of the totality of faith. But it also touches upon the totality of our human life, mm-hmm. um, and that it addresses every question that the human heart has and every need that you know that the human person has. Um, and you know, if you know, to kind of think about that sort of. Um, Catholicity, um, you know, I was really struck your parents' kind of openness and your own experience of all these different influences, Pentecostalism, Quakerism, you know, Presbyterianism, um, and then Franciscan you and all of these different things. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you see within the church and maybe how have you benefited um, from the church this sort of diversity Mm-hmm. Um, within the life of the church. Yeah, it's interesting because diversity is an interesting word in, in the sense that when I was um, when I was a kid, when I went to high school, for example, I, w- I went to a boarding school because, again, mm-hmm. I was bad. I think my mom was kind of <laughs> done with me. And I had friends uh, from all over the world. And uh, my my roommate at one point was Nigerian. Um, I had friends from from Hong Kong, from Europe. From, I mean, literally all over the place. And and yet, you see sort of this consistency of of the way that we're wired as humans. Mm-hmm. You know, we have this. Uh, I think Peter Kraft was talking about a, a Jesus shaped hole in, in mm-hmm. all of our hearts. And the thing that that impresses me about about the church is the, you know, for example, the sacraments, you know, um, I am a huge fan of the sacrament of confession because it's almost like the God who created us also created confession to correspond to some of our deepest needs. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I was a kid, I would go to a corner of my room and I'd, I'd sort of look up at the stars and I'd say, Jesus, please forgive me. And 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 there was kind of nothing, you know. It was just uh, you you take it sort of on faith that mm-hmm. your sins are forgiven. But the first time that I went to confession, and I heard a priest in persona Christi saying to me, <laughs> you know, and your sins are forgiven. It, it just it rocked my world, and that to me is a, sort of an illustration of the way that the faith is just fundamentally different. And and 
and corresponds to our deepest needs. So uh, I just I, I just have this appreciation for that, and it, of course we know even the catechism tells us you know Protestants can be saved. It's not like we're saying you know you're all heathens, you're all going to hell. I did hear a fair but uh, amount of that when I was growing up <laughs> from other denominations, you know. But uh, there, there's just there's a depth and there's a beauty and there's a, you know something something there that's just fundamentally different. From other Christian denominations, it's almost like you know the the further like Catholicism is the mothership, as I've heard it described, mm-hmm. and, and you know there's some dinghies that are floating around in the water, and the further away they get from the mothership, kind of you know the the more in peril they are because there there's just uh, there, there's just so much substance mm-hmm. uh, uh, to to our faith, and I'm so grateful for that. And you know that's it, it's an interesting thing is within Catholicism. There are all of these, um, we might, I think spiritualities is the best way to say it, that, um, you know, you, you know if, if they weren't faithful to the magisterium and to the tradition, they'd be their own denomination. Right. You know, and like, I mean, you think like St. Francis's passion or St. Dominic's passion or St. Ignatius of Loyola's passion or... Um, you know Saint Jose Maria Escrivá's passion; those were the same kind of passion and zeal that maybe Luther and Calvin had, and others had, um, Knox had. You know, but nonetheless, they had the grace and maybe the humility to be obedient to the right. church, and and they flourished, and they left a you know a la- the Lord was able to leave sort of a lasting legacy right. of grace. Um, and holiness through them, and and I do you know I do think that um, within the Catholic Church you can find what you need. Right, you know? right. It, it's 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 a pretty well stocked grocery store. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a great way to put it, Father. Yeah. Because you know I was just in Rome recently, and I went to the Basilica of Santa Sabina. You know, and we got a, a wonderful tour from one of the Dominican fathers over there. And you're exactly right. There's so much diversity and richness and different ways of of going about it. But if, you know, sort of like a grocery store, Mm -hmm. you can get whatever you want with it's it is a very big church. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, I was introduced to Opus Dei very early uh, and I'm not a member, but I I really love and appreciate the spirituality of Opus Mm -hmm. Dei because it's it's extremely powerful. Yeah. I mean, my first book was sort of, uh, you know, along those lines about integrating faith and work and and just, you know, using the the daily, everyday things to draw closer to God. So I I just have a great appreciation of that. But you're right, within the context of the church— there are so many, you know, great places to go, and so many great figures in the in the saints, of course, and you know our elder brothers in the faith, and mm-hmm. uh, and and we can learn from all that, and we can grow as a result of that. But there's also a sense in which it corresponds to our different personalities and and just the different ways that we're wired. After your um, coming into the church through RCIA, what I mean, what kind of development has happened? Um, since then, so we're talking thirty years ago. Yeah. Um, so the Lord's continued to work. It's not as if oh, I'm Catholic and now it's yeah, right, it's over with. <laughs> yes, that was just the beginning, <laughs> you know, in many ways. And I think that uh, 
in so many ways, our faith has been deepened, and uh, in 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 many ways, frankly, that's been through hardship. It's not been through ease. You know, if um, if we wouldn't have gone through the course with regard to you know with on humane vitae and things like that, I don't think that we would have seen children as a blessing. For example, I think because I, I remember very clearly thinking. Well, kids are economic liabilities. I mean, I was an accounting major, right? <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, we'll have 1.8 and that'll mm-hmm. be good. But as it turned out, that course also changed the way that we looked at children. So it was, uh, so we went from having, you know, we had our first three kids very quickly, but we have eight in total. And it's been every single one has been just an incredible blessing. But it's not easy, mm-hmm. you know, having a, a bunch of kids. And we have friends with more than eight. You know, it's uh, – I mean, there, there's a salvific purpose to kids, for, for the parents, uh, you know, in, in that it's not easy, it's difficult, but it's rewarding. So this is, this is where, again, we, need, we needed the faith. We didn't even know that mm-hmm. we needed it when we came into the church. So that's just one way, yeah. you know. And, and, of course, now we have grandkids, you know the super cute American girl, and we just and we just think it's the greatest thing ever because. Yeah. Uh, and now I tell this I don't know that this is theologically correct, but I tell some of my friends that that really grandkids are the only reason, a rational reason to have kids in the first place. But <laughs> I'm not sure I've got any theologians on my side. Yeah, I don't. Um, I could possibly agree with that. You know, <laughs> having no children or grandchildren. So yeah, yeah. The um, you know, it's interesting you say about that because. Um, I do think having children is essential to the married vocation, not just because what you know the church says, but you know vocation is about holiness and following Christ as a disciple, right. and really the presence of a person in our life enables us to live a sacrificial life, right. and if we don't have that presence, you know we can make good resolutions. Mm-hmm about how we're going to try to live. But until you actually have that person, which the child in your life, it's then you have to make that. You know, you have to spend money on someone else. Right. You know, you have to wake up in the middle of the night for someone. You yep. know, you have to clothe someone. So I think it is, you know, it is an important part of a couple growing in holiness is the yeah. gift of children. The other beautiful thing that strikes me as we talk about this is, uh, again, I was, you know, my, my parents and I, and and the super cute American girl, were all very impressed with the depth of prayer that we found, and that's been a great gift in the sense that I, I just I'm a big believer in perseverance in prayer and just you know sort of praying our way through life. And uh, in particular, I mean, the rosary to me can, still continues to be sort of a bedrock of, of my daily, daily prayer routine, along with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which is another one of my favorites. Um, and, uh, and, and yet there's so many ways that we can pray, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's, there's been learning along the way of, of just all the different types and all the different disciplines of prayer that you come across in the church. Well, until next time, peace and all good. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.